It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, uh, we got uh, Melissa DeRosa is uh, on the phone. Is she on the phone now? And I Melissa. Am. Great to be with you guys. How you, you doing? You know what's going on in Albany. Fill in the rest of us. We don't know what's going on. You know. So in Albany, you know, we're in the we're in the midst of a budget battle. And Kathy Hochul last week outlined her vision for New York going into the next fiscal year. And it includes a bunch of policy priorities as well as fiscal priorities. I should note that it's the largest budget in history. It goes well above, you know, when I served for Secretary Governor Cuomo, we had a self-imposed 2% spending um, gap every year. We, we would not go above 2% the prior year in order to sort of keep a fiscal restraint and be conservative and make sure that we would never fall off the fiscal cliff. This blows that out of the water. So she's got a lot of pe- a, po- a lot of uh, spending priorities going on, a lot of policy priorities going on, and she's sort of set herself up on a collision course with the legislature on a number of them, and, and I don't think that it ends well for her. And give us a, there's a lot of rumors going around for uh, Judge LaSalle that she has asked him to resign and he has refused. What you, have you, you heard? To, with, to withdraw the nomination. Have yeah. you heard that, Melissa? It's Richard I have heard, I, yes, uh, Judge Weinberg, I have heard that from very reputable sources. And, you know, a, again, it's like, to what end? You know, she <laughs> she put the guy out. She nominated him. He was the right person for the job. She didn't have the strategy to get him seated. She faced off with the Senate. They sort of smacked her around. She's now cowing in the corner. She had said she was going to bring a lawsuit. The lawsuit never materialized. And I think that she's hoping that he'll withdraw the nomination so that she doesn't, so that she does not acknowledge that the Senate voting him down through committee is reflective of the entire body. So I think what she's trying to do is preserve the will of the executive without having to go to court. Yeah. So she's hoping that he will withdraw. I'm, I'm told. He doesn't have to sue. I'm told, Melissa, by my sources, no, but I'm not saying they're as good as yours, but my sources tell me that he's, at this point, refusing to withdraw. I his hope name. he doesn't and withdraw. And he shouldn't. Yeah, he, and should. he, shouldn't he, should. he didn't do anything withdraw. wrong. Yeah. The man is a, yeah. no, is a legitimate uh, person. M- Melissa, no, it's that you're, that's the same. That's the same thing that I've heard, too. And that he's refusing to step down. And so so now she's at a stalemate, both with the legislature and with the gentleman who she nominated to be the Court of Appeals chief judge. So, you know, she's she's sort of looking weaker by the day. I don't know how she gets out of it. You know, she can't force him to withdraw. And the Senate has made their position clear. So short of bringing a lawsuit that even if she wins, she loses. You know, she's in she's in a no win position. And at the same time. She's going into the budget where she's sort of picking a fight on charter schools. She's picking a fight on the payroll tax, which I think is a huge mistake on her part to try to raise the payroll tax in the MTA zone, which for your listeners, it's a tax on businesses in the MTA zone in order to fund the MTA, um, which, you know, she had two weeks prior said no new taxes. So immediately she's contradicted herself and proven herself to to not be truthful on the point of I'm not going to increase taxes. So she's picking a fight with businesses on the payroll tax. She's picking a fight with locality, with, you know, generally on localities on her affordable housing proposal on charter schools. She's going to war with the education unions, and she's also going to go to war with the far left. And I think she'll lose that battle. And then she's also got bail. So she's got all of these different fights going on. And, and from what I can see, no strategy to bring any of them over the finish line. If she so, doesn't, you know, if she doesn't take get crime under control in New York City, then she's going to lose the whole city and the whole state. John, I don't think she understands the job. 
She's got a bully pulpit. She had, like Melissa was just saying, she hasn't even picked a strategy to put her bully pulpit behind to get the people behind no, I, her. I agree with I agree with that. And you know, it's like she sort of ducked the big issues on crime, right? That was a big important issue. She ducked it during the last election. We talked about it on this show. We talked about how it was a mistake. That played out in the polls when she almost lost yep. to Lee Zeldin in a crazy, you know, he's a MAGA Trump Republican. He he came with a oh, Hold on, we got some her. uh Breaking news. Breaking news. WABC. The police officer that was shot uh, on Saturday night has passed away, and it's a sad oh, day. That's very How sad. How awful. How awful. And that, that was from the robbery, uh, Facebook uh, marketplace, and, and uh, the police have made an arrest. But as you said, Mr. Katsimatidis, the officer has died. Uh, 26 years old, married, father of two, shot and critically wounded during that botched robbery attempt in Brooklyn over the weekend. A five-year veteran of the NYPD, he had been on life support at Brookdale Hospital since this cowardly attack in East New York Saturday evening. Horrible. Melissa, what say you? Well, you know, to the point that we were just talking about on crime, John, how do you look the other way when this is what's going on in the city? And my thoughts and prayers with the officer's family. It's a sad day for the city. It's a sad day for the NYPD. It's heartbreaking. And at some point, someone's got to step up to the plate and deal with the issue and confront the issue. And I do think Eric Adams is serious about it, but he needs a partner in Albany. Melissa, this is Craig Eaton. I mean, I, I think it all stems to illegal guns. We need to get illegal guns off the street and the problem is that they took away they took away the 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 anti crime unit, which was taking guns off the street every single day. No, legal guns are legal. They're always going to be illegal guns. It's putting the people away for one year minimum sentence for yeah. carrying it's, it. Yeah. That's what that's what did away with the gun. That's no, what, what they, did away what they with were crime. doing. The the undercover officers were were infiltrating the gangs and taking guns off the street. It was a big. Big thing with the I think that you, I think that you're both right. I think that there are other systemic issues too, right? Yep. Post COVID, I think there's a lot of people who are underemployed. I think that there are economic issues, but more than anything, I think that you know when I think about crime in the city, I, I lay a lot of it at the feet of Bill De Blasio, who I think did away with sort of broken window strategy and who started to look the other way on you know quality of life crimes like urinating on the street, like you know, smoking pot on the street, like all these various things, you know, turnstile jumping, where when you tell people for eight years that it doesn't matter if you break the law because there will be no consequence, small crimes become big crimes. And so I think when you put that together with, you know, the underemployment post-COVID, with guns on the street, which John is right, I think that there's always going to be illegal guns on the street and it's our job to do a, a to do a better job, frankly, of the iron pipeline and breaking it up, coming in from other states. Melissa, we got one one minute left. Give us give us what you the, the, give us what you got for for all the uh, all New Yorkers, all Americans. You know, look, I think that the Democratic Party right now is in charge in the city, in the state, and in Washington. Joe Biden has his big speech tonight. I think Democrats have to step up to the plate and deliver for the people, regardless of the far left of the party. Speak to the issues that matter most economically, public safety wise, you know, in terms of protecting America abroad. And I hope that Joe Biden addresses a lot of that tonight with real answers, not just rhetoric, and that that comes home here in New York, too. Thank you so much, Melissa DeRosa, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.